0: to Colorado we got to figure out what's going on with the Rockies they trade Nolan Arenado. they throw in 50 million dollars and the Cardinals basically had to give up a fifth starter and some pieces so we need to find out what's going on with the Rockies right now uh with a man who covers the Rockies for the athletic he's Nick Groke joining us via the Brown and Crouppen celebrity line Nick we sincerely appreciate the time today how are things going out in Denver
1: and uh not good I think (laughs) Basically, uh, I think people are still still in a bit of shock. To be honest, um, you know, the writing was on the wall that for a while that that Arenado might be traded. Um, it wasn't as it wasn't as done a, a deal as uh, say say when they traded Troy Lewisky, which was almost one hundred percent certain was going to happen at some point. Um, there were still there were still a lot of people, I think, holding out the idea that they might not trade him. Um, And then when they did uh, on top of the fact that they traded their, their best player, one of the best players in their history, then they, they essentially, you know, got fleeced. If I, I, if I can be honest, I think a lot of fans are still in shock at the idea um, and, and kind of trying to figure out why, why the Rockies would, would submit themselves to something that was so, so, damaging to be honest
0: well nick i guess the good news is i don't hear people screaming or buildings on fire behind you so that's at least positive right now out in colorado Uh, let me ask you this then because watching what both the owner and the general manager were saying yesterday in this press conference it seems that there's a little miscommunication on either side how is it that this general manager still has a job with the moves that he has pulled off in the last few years
1: yeah uh that that is that is the ultimate question i think with this team uh at least one of them even even beyond uh the the nolan Arenado situation like why you know why does somebody who has really whiffed on every major move um every major free agent signing at least in his five almost you know more than five years um he spent. He's. He, you know. They've spent. The, Rockies fans get a little bit confused sometimes. Um, the Rockies aren't cheap. They do spend money. They're. They're not. They're not a team that that hoards cash and doesn't want to spend. They do spend money. They just spend it really stupidly. Um, they've spent more than two hundred eighty two hundred and eighty million dollars, I think, um, in in Jeff Breidich's tenure, and all of them have been with, I mean, I mean, like real, to be honest about it, they haven't really hit on any of them and it continues to put them in a deeper and deeper hole. Um, even then though, even then they weren't really looking, you know, some, you know, I'm also getting this question a lot, you know, why, why, you know, why would they submit to a salary dump for the Rockies? It wasn't, it wasn't a salary dump. They weren't trying to shed salary. Um, the fact of the matter is that the general mind manager just kicked off his best player. Like he marginalized his best player. And when it came down to it, the, the owner chose the general manager over Nolan Arnato I mean, I, I think it's as simple as that. Like, you know, one of them is still around and one of them is not. I think that's a very clear indication of, of who they prioritize in this whole mess and and now they're going to have to go forward. He was at, the owner was asked the question yesterday um you know is is Jeff Rydich in any you know is he on the hot seat is there any any feeling that he might be fired and he's absolutely not. So they're going to keep going forward with this with this same plan I suppose.
0: Nick Groke covers the Rockies for the Athletic joining us here on 101 ESP. You heard heard any reasonable explanation as to why the return was so light i mean i've i've been trying to come up with theories over the last few days and honestly i'm kind of coming up empty other than the idea that maybe this was arenado flexing his leverage and saying i'm only going to these two or three teams and ultimately the the cardinals were the only one that gave any sort of offer maybe it was the money that other teams weren't interested have you heard an explanation that makes sense to you as to why this was so
1: light yeah, well, you know, I don't I don't know if it's been explained in any any hard and fast way, but I the leverage here, I mean you're not wrong, you know, Arnado had some leverage, the Cardinals had had some leverage. Really though, what we're talking about is a lack of leverage on the Rockies side. Um everybody knew that everybody knew that Nolan was was not happy and that he wanted out. They also everybody also knew that he could just leave at the end of the year if he wanted and become a free agent. Everything turned against the Rockies. Every every possible thing turned against the Rockies. Now, here is what was surprising, though, to me. Um, I think it was it was obvious from the start, though, that because of the opt out and because of his his higher salary, the the Rockies weren't necessarily going to get a huge return. Um, it's not, it wasn't going to be a Herschel Walker trade. Um, the, what surprised me though, it was how little they got. I mean, I, I expected to, I mean, to be totally honest and I was way wrong. I expected at least, at least one of the, one of the Cardinals top four prospects, Matt Libertor, um, maybe Nolan Gorman, at least somebody that you can point to and say, you know, this is a guy, that's a dude. We, we got a dude. Um, and like no offense to, <laughs> to Austin Gomber or or Mateo Gill, any of them really, but they didn't really get a dude. They didn't get somebody that you can say, "Hey, check it out. We like look at this shiny object that we got." They got, they got almost, they got very little to be totally honest. And and on top of it, they had to send something like fifty million dollars to St. Louis. Um, <laughs> I, I mean, I was I really was way wrong in the trade. I I really thought that the money would be taken care of in a swap of big contracts. Like they would get some kind of big contract in return. St. Louis was tough because, you know, some of their bigger contracts have no trade clauses. Dexter, and Dexter Fowler was not coming back to Colorado. He did not want to have anything to do with this team. Um, But there were ways to maybe make it happen, but instead they just gave them cash and you know, in the, you know, when, when we look back at recent trades in, in baseball over the last, you know, year or two, uh, maybe three years, you can see trades trades that involve prospects and and money. The the sort of going rate, I hate to put it so bluntly, but sort of the going rate for buying prospects in trades is about ten to twelve million dollars. Um, when teams trade somebody and get prospects in return. Uh, they usually have to kick in about 10 or $12 million somehow, some way, um, to get a sort of top prospect in return. Um, the, Rockies, the, the, the Rockies, you know, sent $50 million for five players, but none of them were top prospects. So they, I mean, to me, they wildly overpaid in this trade and lost a potential future Hall of Famer. And completely ticked our fan their entire fan base, so it was like a it was definitely a loss all around. Other all right.
0: than that, Mrs. Lincoln, yeah. how was the play? I'm sorry, just, I was just saying. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? I mean, they threw in fifty million dollars, they got no top prospects, <laughs> and they ticked off their entire <laughs> fan base. It's 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 unbelievable uh, what they've there's, done there. There's
1: no there's no good way to spin it. There really is no good way to spin it. And what was weird about their 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 press conference yesterday was. They didn't even really try to spin it, to be totally honest. Like, they, they said very little about what they were getting in return. Um, to me, to me, the, the press conference had, definitely had an air of, of defeat. Like, they seemed very defeated. But at the same time, and this is the problem with this team, if I, if I can be blunt, um, they were also sort of petulant about why it happened. Like, I, it's a weird combination of just submitting to defeat but not acknowledging why you got there. Um, it's, <laughs> and there's a lot of problems with this team to be totally frank.
0: Nick, let me ask you this because we have somebody who I know you're probably familiar with and that's Woody Page. He was on with us a couple of days ago and he told us that this might go down as one of the worst trades in major league baseball history, right there with Babe Ruth, uh, going uh, from the Red Sox. Uh, do you agree with this? I mean, you've talked about this guy being an unbelievable player. Uh, are the Cardinals getting the dude right now?
1: Oh, they're getting an absolute dude. Um, I like that. We're, I like that. We're sticking with this, this, uh, technical terminology of dude. Yeah, no, that's um, how we measure it now. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Um, oh yeah, no, they're, they're getting, they're getting a one of the, I mean, yeah, they're getting one of the best players in baseball. It's, it's simple. Um, I know, you know, I know i I hear this a lot from Cardinals fans. Um, Hey, check out his road numbers. And, and, um, he, you know, it seems like he's regressing cause he had a bad 2020. No, no, I'm, I'm not in the, I'm, my job is not to defend Nolan Arenado. I'm not his PR person, but I mean, I've seen him play for, for long enough. Um, a lot of very good players had bad 2020s. Just wipe out that season with 60 games. Like, don't, you know, that's not a, an indication of anybody. Um, you know, Kristen Yelich had an equally bad season. It doesn't mean that he's a bad baseball player. Um, and Nolan Arnato and we've seen evidence of this um, recently, especially with DJ LeMay, who going to the Yankees. Uh, hitters often leave Colorado and become better hitters. I know it's sort of against uh, goes against the, the the reputation of Coors Field, but um, you know Rockies hitters. If you look at their home road splits, they are not as good as their home numbers, which are sometimes just freakishly high. Um, batting averages go way up because the outfield is so big. Um, but they also have a significant disadvantage when they go on the road, because all of a sudden the slider that was a strike at Coors field is a ball in the dirt in St. Louis. And they, it's a very hard adjustment when they go on the road. So they are not nearly as bad as their road numbers. Nolan Arenado will, will, I mean, I think he, he very well be, could become a better hitter in St. Louis. Um, You know, it doesn't, you know, when he hits home runs, they are not cheap home runs. He's not, he's not fly. He's not hitting fly balls that just eek over the fence. Um, A home run at Coors Field will be a home run (laughs) at Bush stadium. It's like, it's, it's, you know, there's not a lot to worry about with him and he's been very durable. He had an injury last year, um, but he played through it. He's been very durable in his career. They very much got a dude and, I the the slow the slow creep in baseball of worrying about age is pretty funny. Like we used to worry about people who turned 35 and then it was like 32 and then 30 was like the the nightmare scenario. He's not even 30. I mean, he's still he's still in his 20s. There's a lot there's a lot of baseball left with him and I mean, he he has never not won a gold glove. There's just a lot going for for the Cardinals in in, in getting him and and yeah, I mean I, and I, and again to circle back, all of this all of this is is contributing to the psychic damage I think right now in Denver.
0: We've got just about a minute left. Last question that I've got for you, Nick, Uh, when you when you look at those opt outs, I know that's the one hesitation that Cardinals fans have, because when we have people like you on or people that have played with Arenado, people that have covered Arenado in the past, everybody basically says the same thing. There's almost no questions about him in terms of who he is as a person and a player. Those opt-outs, though, if you were a Cardinals fan, would you have any concern about him exercising one of those and deciding to opt out after either this year or next?
1: Well, they can blame the Rockies for that. He didn't even ask for an opt-out when he signed his uh, when he signed his extension with the Rockies. They gave it to him just for some, for just because <laughs> it was <laughs> sort of a loser's mentality. They they just sort of escape escape clause. Um, I think the reason that he. He retained an, an opt out and added one. It was just it's just a way to say you got something in a negotiation. Um, it's just a, it's just like a perk, um, like a hotel suite that you might never even use on the road. Whatever whatever baseball players get in their contracts, um, if they're winning and they're trying, and the Cardinals are always at least trying, you know, even if they're even if they have a down year. I, I don't suspect that he ha- would have any interest in, in opting out. Um, you know, he hears a lot of stuff about the Cardinals over the years. He heard from Troy Whiskey and Matt Holiday. Um, he knows what kind of team they are over the long run. And that is the kind of team that he's always wanted to play for. So I, I, I don't see why the opt-out is, is really much of an issue to be honest
0: he's nick groke he covers the rockies for the athletic follow him on twitter at his name nick groke g-r-o-k-e nick we sincerely appreciate the time i know it's an unbelievably busy time for you guys out there all the best to you and your family and we'll talk with you again soon
1: uh you are dude thank you
0: (laughs) you got it that is nick groke joining us here on 101 espn
1: this is the story of the one